The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All financial advice provided on this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. The financial ideas and strategies discussed are only provided as a starting point for a conversation about money matters. With regard to your particular investments and financial strategies, consult your financial planner, CPA, or investment professional. All your financial decisions are yours and yours alone to make and subsequently are solely your responsibility. The information that is supplied through the context of the radio program and any repurposing of its content by the host or network is a combination and collection of solid financial investment understanding, opinion, and comments. This network, show, and its hosts are not liable for financial strategies, outcomes that you employ in any manner that result in any kind of loss. Shares of corporate sponsors may be the subject of buy or sell recommendations in Jay Taylor's newsletter in accordance with Jay's objective opinion. Now the thing about time is that time isn't really real. It's just your point of view. How does it feel for you? Einstein said he could never understand it all. Planets are spinning through space. Smile upon your face. Welcome to the human race. Welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. This hour will help investors fix issues and achieve personal gain. Now, here's your host, Jay Taylor. Welcome. I am your host, Jay Taylor, also the editor of a newsletter called Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks. It's been around actually since 1981. I guess I'm kind of dating myself when I tell you that. I was a fairly young guy then, a lot, a lot less young now. Anyway, uh, to learn more about my work, you can go to my website at miningstocks.com. Uh, also, Chen Lin, a partner of mine, and Roger Wiegand as well. Uh, for, Roger's, uh, for Roger's material, you can go to webeatthestreet.com, which is probably more directly uh, tied in with his website, webeatthestreet.com. So miningstocks.com and webeatthestreet.com are two websites you can go to. Actually, you can sign up for uh, inexpensive trial subscriptions uh, to my letter, Roger's letter, and Chen's letter, Chen Lin's letter, uh, by calling my assistant here in New York, uh, Claudio Bossi. That number is 718-457-1426. 718-457-1426. You can call during normal work hours to reach Claudio there. The two other websites that I am posting a daily blog on, one is jtaylormedia.com, that's J-A-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R-Media.com, and also goldinvestor.com, goldinvestor.com. Also, if you'd like to keep track of some of the companies that are on my radar screen, and there are some really interesting ones, 
uh, companies that I'm starting to track. I have a couple of uh, colleagues up in Toronto, Ontario, that are helping me with uh, an incredible workload. There are virtually thousands of companies, junior mining companies, that are out there exploring for gold and other metals, other raw materials that are out there, and it's just a, a very difficult task to keep up with all that. So uh, jayswatchlist.com is another source where you can get some interesting ideas, investment ideas, jayswatchlist.com. And that is a source that sort of feeds information to me, feeds possible companies for inclusion in my newsletter. So uh, we hope you'll take advantage of that. We think you'll find some interesting stuff there, uh, an interview with Eric Sprott and some other things at that site that makes it very interesting. Well, I want to thank each of you for listening to this show. There'd be no reason to go on and, and uh, talk for an hour here if there weren't some people listening out there. And in that regard, I'm really encouraged because we are hearing some good things about our numbers. Uh, they're up very sharply from when we started back on March 24th of this year, almost threefold from that time, I'm told, uh, the latest count. Uh, thanks also to our corporate sponsors because they really make this financially possible. And those co- corporate sponsors for this fall season are Apollo Gold, Bonterra Resources, Hawthorne Gold, Metanor Resources, Pediment Gold, Palangio Explorations, and Sand Gold. And we think we've got some really exciting companies here, Apollo, uh, Apollo uh, Sand Gold, and uh, Metanor are all producers, and the others, most of the others are, are looking towards becoming producers in the not-too-distant future. Apollo Gold uh, just announced this past week that they did produce 23,250 ounces for the last quarter. We did talk to the company's CEO last week, uh, Mr. Russell. That is a very exciting story, not just because they'll produce something like 125,000 ounces a year, but because of the massive exploration potential, we think this company has a chance to grow into a much bigger company in the near future. Metanor Resources uh, announced some very a very good drill hole a couple of weeks back that really confirms the potential of the Berry Mine from which they are mining uh, gold now. They have the Bachelor Lake Mine. It's an underground mine which much, with much higher uh, grades, and they'll combine the two together to feed their mill. Metanor, I think, is still a very undervalued stock, although it's risen very considerably over the last number of days. Uh, Palangio Explorations is is more of an exploration company, but boy, is it an exciting story. We had Ingrid Hibbert on our show a number of weeks back to talk, and Ingrid will be coming on again. But the story here, while uh, Palangio is a more more of an exploration play, somewhat riskier in many ways because of that, but it is next to uh, the world-class Ashanti gold mine, which has mined out millions and millions of ounces over a long time. It still has some 20-some million ounces to go. Uh, they uh, have the same gold-bearing structures extending for several kilometers onto their property. The geologists believe they've figured out where the structures are, where the gold is located, and um, is going to be starting to drill very shortly into uh uh, into the Abasi, uh, their Abasi property, which is adjacent to and uh, to the uh, to the world famous Ashanti project. So we'll be talking to you more about uh, the, that company as well. And Ingrid Hibbert, as I said, will be on our show. Now, this is all these gold stocks are risky. I want to really underscore that point. Gold is at a new high today. Uh, but gold mining itself is very risky. You can own the gold. It's a lot less risky. But when you're buying these mining companies, you're taking into consideration all kinds of production risks, all kinds of political risks, and many other things that you have to keep in mind. For that reason, we strongly suggest to our subscribers they not uh, they not um, allocate more than 5% of their portfolio to any one stock at the time of purchase. It's just for the sake of diversification as a general rule. We think that's a good a good rule to use. 
but there are no question that gold stocks are really uh, have really benefited our portfolio. People that have been investing in gold and gold shares have done extremely well over the last number of years. Uh, this year, so far, our portfolio is up about 55%. That was before today's move, and I would expect it's up a lot more today. The producers are up about 43%. The juniors, the, go- the companies that are exploring and developing, are up on average 107% for us this year. However, the producers that are our sponsors, the ones I just named, Apollo Gold, Metanor, and Sandgold, are up 115%, 112%, and 164% respectively. So those companies are doing extremely well, but we think they all three have major upside exploration potential going forward. So I continue to remain very bullish on gold mining, but I am very worried at the same time about uh, the potential for another major ec- a major decline in the equity markets, not to mention the commodity markets as well. We'll certainly be talking to our, our guest this week, Sean Broderick, in a few minutes and get his take on that. But I'd just like to mention Dr. Robert McHugh's comments, and he is very concerned. I, as you know, I follow Dr. McHugh. He was on our show a few weeks ago. Uh, Roger Wiegand is here, and we'll pick his brains on this issue, too, but, uh, in a minute or two. But McHugh uh, stated this week, actually today at 11.11, his last missive came out, and he said, quote, Stocks are rising with strong follow-through to Monday's rally, confirming that wave E up is underway. This rally could last several weeks or falter at any moment. However, it should be the final leg up for wave B. Then a plunge should occur. And for those of you not familiar with McHugh's work, he is calling for a 50% probability. It may be higher than that now, but when we talked to him a couple of weeks ago, a 50% probability of uh, a 1970s scenario where the stock market was in a bear market for a long period of time, the whole decade virtually, or something much, much worse, what he calls a cataclysmic nation-changing decline to correct the bull market that started in 1718. That is really a grand super cycle scenario that is very much in tune with Robert Prechter's views. And by the way, we will be interviewing Robert Prechter on our October 20th show. Well, before we turn to our special guest this week, Sean Broderick, I do have Roger Wiegand with me. We've only got about three minutes, Roger, until the break. But what are your thoughts on the gold market? We hit a new high today. Are we heading into some new territory for gold? Is this going to last? And what about the dollar? Well, I think, Jay, the gold is heading into new territory. Gold futures for December are trading as we speak at 1039 and 40 cents. They're up over 2% today. I think this is the beginning of inflation. And we've, you know, we've had the inflation-deflation argument many times, but, you know, it isn't going to be clear-cut one way or the other. I think we're sliding from deflation into inflation. And with the dollar sinking the way it's going right now, today the dollar is up. On the index is 76.46. It's quite close to the uh, low of 76.28. Uh, it's down a, only a half a percent for the day, but the trend is down. We think it has a lot further to go, and what this does is raise the prices of commodities. Mm-hmm. People are running to gold in fear. Uh, they want the safety of gold, and we think that gold is going to break out beyond uh, after this uh, 10.38 spot where we are now. 1050 is next resistance, and then we think we're off and running to much higher prices. So you see the dollar continuing to tank here, Roger? Yes, I do. And uh, it could have, you know, you, you have to think short-term and intermediate-term. The, the dollar's tanking now, and it could come back briefly after this selling, but we don't think it come back any higher than 80. We're looking for it by uh, probably April next year to go down to at least to 70, and it could be worse than that depending upon what happens in other markets. So you're betting now that we're heading towards the inflationary scenario, that the deflationary concerns are over. 
What about Dr. McHugh's argument, uh, if he's right and we have a crash in the equity markets, couldn't that take some of the other things down with it? Yes, it could. I think temporarily it can take down most of the markets. They're all going to be affected if something that hard hits. However, people have to do something with their money, and they've got to try to save and hang on to what they can. Mm -hmm. And it appears that precious metals are the only place to go. And in addition to that, hard assets would be, you know, people might go bottom feeding in real estate because you have to live someplace. Yeah, indeed. And you need, and you really, people are really starting to understand that the dollar, uh, the currency is being debased at a record. You know, I don't know how many Americans are really conscious of it yet, but foreigners are certainly saying, you know, we don't want more dollars. We want to get out of this. And they're going to tangibles. It seems clear that that's what's happening. Well, Roger, we're coming on our break now. So, um, any, any last thoughts before we go to Sean, Mr. Broderick? Well, we would, we would suggest that people be careful about entering the shares market now if they're not already in. If you're in, hang on to what you have and expect a bit of a downturn. But November to May, I think we're looking for a major stock shares rally and a commodities rally along with it with uh, one dip in February. All right. Well, that's uh, probably good advice to have some, some cash available to pick up some bargains if we get a good correction here. Thanks, Roger. Uh, we're going to be coming back to our special guest this week, Sean Broderick. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Want to know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the problem so that effective remedies can be prescribed. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to nearly double the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has lost nearly half its value in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. As regular listeners to this show know, I am very bullish on gold and especially gold mining stocks. One of my favorite gold mining companies is Metanor Resources, traded Toronto and the Pink Sheets. This is a new gold producer. It is using cash flows from its Berry Mine in Quebec to finance growth of that mine and to put the world-famous Quebec Bachelor Lake Mine back into production. This stock has been recommended by my newsletter because I do believe it holds extraordinary upside price potential with relatively low levels of risk. Visit Metanor's website at metanor.ca or subscribe to my newsletter for more information. 
Apollo Gold is a gold producing and exploration company that recently brought the brand new Black Fox Mine into production. Apollo's 100% owned Black Fox Mine is located in the world-renowned gold producing district of Timmins, Ontario, Canada. It's expected to produce over 100,000 ounces of gold annually. Apollo Gold also has tremendous potential for additional gold discovery as they continue their current exploration program on their recent new discovery at the Gray Fox property, which is adjacent to the Black Fox Mine, as well as its new land acquisition of Pike River. With gold prices near an all-time high, investors should consider Apollo Gold as an outstanding opportunity to invest in an undervalued junior gold mining company, well-positioned to take advantage of a full gold market. Apollo Gold trades on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol AGT and on the Toronto Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol APG. Visit Apollo's website at www.apollogold.com. Apollo Gold, a golden opportunity for investment. For asset security in uncertain times, gold has always been the investment of choice. One of the best ways to profit from gold investing is to buy shares in companies that are exploring and developing gold deposits. Coral Gold is a gold exploration and development company with over 2.3 million drill-indicated ounces of gold. Coral Gold's low market cap allows investors to participate with leverage in a rising gold market. Coral Gold has a long track record of success in Nevada, dating back over 25 years. Visit Coral Gold on the web today at CoralGold.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to the human race. Some kind of love I'll be sliding down, I'll be gliding down. Try not to try too hard. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Sign up for Jay's newsletter, Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks at www.miningstocks.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to Training Hard Times into Good Times. Well, it certainly has been a lovely ride for gold today. We've reached new highs. I guess we were over a a thousand and forty. I don't know exactly where we were at, but we certainly have reached new highs. We've come off a little bit from from those highs, but uh, we've certainly bro- broken into some new territory, and it is really a very uh, a very good time to have our special guest, Sean Broderick, with us, because Sean uh, has been very bullish on gold, and just a couple of weeks ago, I, he put out some some warnings that gold was about ready to, to really take off, and that the dollar would also um, head south, and Sean has been very, very correct. Sean uh, Broderick is a member of the Weiss Research Team, uh, which he joined in 2000 as an analyst bringing more than 25 years of experience as a journalist and financial analyst to that position. He, uh, he is Weiss Research's small cap specialist, especially in the natural resource sector, and uh, he is the editor of the company's Red Hot Canadian Small Caps uh, publication, as well as a regular contributor to its daily letter, Money and Markets, which I must admit I read faithfully from a host of a very, very good analysts that are on the Weiss team. 
Uh, previously, Mr. Broderick was the investment director of the Sovereign Society. That's the world's leading publisher of offshore asset protection strategies and global investment opportunities. Sean is uh, recognized for his expertise on Canadian and Australian investment opportunities, and he has been featured on many uh, financial talk shows. He's been on CNBC, Squawk Box, on Bloomberg uh, Market Line, and he is a weekly guest on Market Matters That's a, uh, and a contributing columnist to Market Watch. Uh, dot com and a frequent commentator on HowStreet.com. Uh, welcome, Sean, to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. Hi, thanks very much for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure, and I, it was good to meet you up in uh, Toronto a week ago or so. I, uh, yes, it was. I've been yeah. wanting to to break into the Weiss Group because I read your your letter and the letter you know your publications in the Money and Markets. I think it's excellent. I think that the Weiss team does a great job of providing a, a wide range of ideas on the markets, but I think. You know, basically uh, free market orientated. Would you say? Um, yes. If I could offer one small correction, I okay. used to write for Money and Markets, but they get sick of us talking about gold all the time. Oh. So they spun us off to UncommonWisdomDaily.com. So that's where you can find me. Also, Red Hot Canadian small caps became Red Hot Global small caps because as big as Canada is, it just wasn't big enough. So um, those are the two changes. Okay, well, let me, so let me ask you, so no longer writing there. for Money in Market? Uh, in fact, okay. I have a video up there today about silver, and I have a new post every Friday, and also from there you can find my blog where I post every day. Okay, so you're no longer writing for Money in Markets? Um, only on very special occasions because okay, um, okay. they just moved us over to a place where we could talk about China and gold and stuff like that. Okay, so Uncommon Wisdom Daily. Mm-hmm. That's your public. That's what your. That's your primary publication now. Um, that's our primary free publication. Yes. Okay. Okay. And and where can people? What is the site where people can learn about that? UncommonWisdomDaily.com. Okay. Excellent. Very good. Yeah. Well, well, certainly people should go there and uh, and and see what Sean has to say, for sure. Well, we're going to hear what you have to say now, Sean. We've got some some uh, some questions. I think uh, first of all. Before, uh, I'd just like to ask you, with respect to a recent article you wrote, September 19th, titled Gold Melt-Up and Dollar Melt-Down, Dead Ahead. Uh, here you, you're on my show at a time when gold is broken into its new highs. It's, where is it now about? Um, right now it's about uh, 1,039.50. Now, I'm watching spot gold. I need to see that close over 1,035, um, and uh, that tells me that the ramp up into Christmas that I've been looking for is on. If it closes below that, then we might have to see some more pullback, and, uh, you know, that's still okay. That'll give us the last chance to get on with more stuff. And uh, so I can actually play this either way. If the Christmas ramp up is, like, starting early, that's fine. We have positions. We'll ride that. If we get the other pullback, I'm just going to recommend more stuff because the longer-term trends are quite clear. The U.S. dollar uh, is going down, and it looks like precious metals are really going higher. Well, it certainly looks that way. That's been the trend. I mean, gold was at $255 back in um, 2002 or 2003, something like that. We're in a bull market. How much longer do you think this thing can last? Well, um, your average commodity bull market lasts for 18 years. That's just one of those weird facts they have. This one's lasted for 10. 
Mm-hmm. So that means if it was an average bull market, we'd have about eight years to go. Now, my opinion is this is a greater than average bull market. You can take my opinion for, for what it's worth. But so I think it's going to be a longer bull market than that. That doesn't mean we can't have big corrections lo- along the way. Of course we will. In fact, we've lived through some of them in recent months yeah. where everyone says, oh, my God, have I chosen the wrong stance on this. But you know what? The trend keeps reasserting itself. It keeps going higher. Paper money is really in trouble, the U.S. dollar most of all. And this is what I talked about in Toronto in my presentation. I kind of laid it out. And so far, uh, knock on wood, it is following the script. And uh, we'll see how things go. Personally, I don't like it really when the U.S. dollar goes down because me and everyone else who's holding U.S. dollars, we get poorer. Yeah, and uh, so we hedge our, well, hedge our whole lives, really, by holding things like silver and gold, which help protect against that downtrend in the currency that's in our wallets. But, I mean, uh, it is kind of a scary thing. It's just government incompetence on a large scale, and uh, this could really come back to haunt our kids, which is really starting to bother me. Well, indeed. Well, Sean, you noted that you think this could be a longer-than-average uh, bull market, and you said take it for what it's worth. Well, I happen to think that, that you didn't just say that for no reason at all. There must be something underneath that, that uh, some logic behind that that causes you to uh, to think that's... that's oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I've I've been issuing reports on this. I've been doing everything except ringing the fire bell about this. When you look at the fundamental forces that are lining up, for one thing, central banks around the world are getting sick of the way that we print... U.S. dollars and just pay for everything with paper. They are getting sick of it. You can see it in the way they are changing their investments in, like, in like U.S. debt. They are shifting from the longer end of the curve to the shorter end of the curve. They only want to hold the short end because in the longer term, they don't really think we have a future, or at least our currency doesn't. And that's a huge shift. And so when you start to get that kind of movement, um, then you have a situation where the U.S. Treasury has to come in and purchase its own debt. And, you know, that is just dynamite. That is dynamite under the U.S. dollar. When that blows up, that is not going to be pretty. That is going to be terrible. At, um, that's on, like, well, that's just the U.S. dollar, and we could do the whole show on the U.S. dollar, where people are probably sick about hearing it. But let me mention one fact on gold. Yeah. Last year, during the financial crisis, a lot of miners really pulled in their horns, either because they couldn't get funding. Heck, some some explorers went bankrupt. You probably yeah, know a couple absolutely. of names that did that. And uh, But also the big miners said, well, you know, we aren't going to plan anything, not in this kind of environment. Investment in mining exploration fell about 40% year over year. That's all types of mining, but mm-hmm. you can assume that it's pretty much the same with gold. And so you can bet if there's anyone more scared than the gold bears right now, it's the big gold miners themselves because they have started this gap in like future production that is going to come back to haunt them. I think this is going to be very bullish for the smaller miners and explorers, ones that are gradually working up to like one million ounce projects. They have, you know, probably more drilling to do and like stuff like that. And, uh, but once they get there, we could see them snapped up, even at the price of gold as it is now, because the big miners will be looking at what they have planned, what they can possibly output, and they'll see those gaps need to be filled. And so this could be really bullish for the uh, smaller names in the space. I think over the next uh, three, four, five months, we could see some real action in there. Well, I think I would agree with you on that, Sean. You know, I also focus, as you do, on, on the small mining companies. And what we know is that the big guys are not particularly good at finding new deposits. They leave it to the little companies. The little companies have the sort of... Um, 
Well, I mean, they're just they're they're out there. The investors are are more speculative, and the objectives of the small companies are usually made with more. The managements are uh, comprised of more creative people, uh, you know, a geologist that's running the show or whatever, and they have the freedom to go out and do speculative things and to find the new deposits. So I, I think you're right, and there are some very exciting companies. I hope that we'll get a chance to talk to you about that. We've got about a minute before the break here, before we come to the third segment of this show. So gold is breaking out big, as we just said, but a lot of the other metals have actually outperformed gold. Gold's getting all the attention today, but... You know, what about energy? What about, what about oil? What about copper and, and the base metals? Some of those are performing in percentage terms better than gold so far this year, are they not? Yes, and we should come to, uh, we should come back to speak about energy, um, in a bit, but I would like to talk about silver, just okay. to say as good as the move in gold is percentage wise, silver is having twice the move gold is. And many people forget about silver, but honestly, that's where to keep your eye on right now. Those are the names you want to scoop up because many silver miners are still priced dirt cheap. And uh, we'll see some real outperformance there, I think. Okay, terrific. Well, maybe we can get into a couple of those silver mining companies uh, and some more ideas that uh, Sean has as soon as we come back. Folks, we'll be right back after the commercial break. Markets up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free 866 472 5790. That's 866 472 5790. Voice America Business Network. know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the problem so that effective remedies can be prescribed. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to nearly double the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has lost nearly half its value in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. As regular listeners to this show know, I am very bullish on gold and especially gold mining stocks. One of my favorite gold mining companies is Metanor Resources, traded Toronto and the Pink Sheets. This is a new gold producer. It is using cash flows from its Berry Mine in Quebec to finance growth of that mine and to put the world-famous Quebec Bachelor Lake Mine back into production. This stock has been recommended by my newsletter because I do believe it holds extraordinary upside price potential with relatively low levels of risk. Visit Metanor's website at metanor.ca or subscribe to my newsletter for more information. 
Apollo Gold is a gold-producing and exploration company that recently brought the brand-new Black Fox Mine into production. Apollo's 100% owned Black Fox Mine is located in the world-renowned gold-producing district of Timmins, Ontario, Canada. It's expected to produce over 100,000 ounces of gold annually. Apollo Gold also has tremendous potential for additional gold discovery as they continue their current exploration program on their recent new discovery at the Gray Fox property, which is adjacent to the Black Fox Mine, as well as its new land acquisition of Pike River. With gold prices near an all-time high, investors should consider Apollo Gold as an outstanding opportunity to invest in an undervalued junior gold mining company, well-positioned to take advantage of a bull gold market. Apollo Gold trades on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol AGT and on the Toronto Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol APG. Visit Apollo's website at www.apollogold.com. Apollo Gold, a golden opportunity for investment. For asset security in uncertain times, gold has always been the investment of choice. One of the best ways to profit from gold investing is to buy shares in companies that are exploring and developing gold deposits. Coral Gold is a gold exploration and development company with over 2.3 million drill-indicated ounces of gold. Coral Gold's low market cap allows investors to participate with leverage in a rising gold market. Coral Gold has a long track record of success in Nevada, dating back over 25 years. Visit Coral Gold on the web today at CoralGold.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome to the human race. Some kind of love and ride. I'll be sliding down, I'll be gliding down. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, Taylor at gmail.com. Sign up for Jay's newsletter, Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks at www.miningstocks.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to Turning Hard Times into Good Times, and we're here with Sean Broderick. Sean, on the other side of the break, uh, you were talking about Silver, and you were suggesting that silver uh, looks even better to you than gold does, and I, I must ag- say that I probably agree with you as long as the system is inflating into, uh, you know, as long as as long as prices are rising. I, I don't agree with that if we go into another deflationary implosion like we saw last fall. And as a matter of fact, last fall I make the point to my listeners here on this show and I and to my readers in my newsletter that in fact the real price of gold went up very dramatically last year, last fall, so that the cost of gold mining actually went down. Silver, though, on the other hand, um, seems to do better as the system is inflating, as the credit markets are expanding, uh, you know, as, as at least as the inflationary scenario is unfolding, and it would seem to be, at least at this point, that that's what's happening. So, um, you told me though recently that you sort of have a deflationary view in the short term, but a long inflationary longer term. Do you still hold that? Uh, yeah, I mean, view? we are we are we are actually in in um, a deflationary. Um, 
a time right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you can look around and see prices going down and down and down. Silver seems to have been holding up quite well during this time. Um, what I find silver response more to is the is the a global economy because it's used for all sorts of industrial purposes. Indeed. And uh, we are starting to see signs of life in the global economy. The U.S. economy is still dragging. I mean, uh, and certainly we are a major part of that global economy. But if we start to see uh, uses pick up around the world, it'll be, um, I think, pretty good. Silver has other things going for it. One is investment demand. I mean, we saw a huge ramp up in, like, um, actual, actual, like, investor a demand for silver in like the first uh, nine months of the year the like ETFs that hold silver took in as much as they did for all of last year so so um you can see that there's increasing appetite it's just more and more and I think also people are looking at the price of gold just not sure if they want to buy it here but silver is still cheap on a historical basis silver compared to gold it's dirt cheap and, uh, yes, we can always get more silver out of the ground, but much silver comes as, like, a byproduct of all the zinc and, like, whatever else you happen Copper. to be mining. Mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of those pro- projects ran into trouble when yeah. the financial crisis started. Exactly. So that could yeah. weigh on the supply of silver. Now, with, like, silver prices going higher now, um, those things should, like, you know, kind of – kind of really sort themselves out. We should see more supply come back on the market. But if the market heats up, and I think it is heating up, we could see prices go back to 20 pretty quickly. Well, what you're saying, Sean, is, if I'm hearing you correctly, is that there's more of a monetary demand for silver now. You say investor demand. To me, that means monetary demand. So people aren't buying silver uh, just for industrial purposes, but they're buying it as a hedge, as a, a hedge against inflation, perhaps. Yes, and a hedge against a potential currency crash, which I think is something we really need to worry about in the U.S. Well, certainly um, gold ha- silver has performed as money through the ages, through the thousands of years, just as gold has. Very much. Silver was the silver standard back when we went to the cross of gold. I don't know if you uh, remember your American history. People yeah. hated that, and that caused real deflation, you know, because yeah. uh, they, stopped, uh, they stopped coining silver. But um, I think that uh, that... This is a time we will see come around again where people look at silver as real money. Um, I don't think that the paper currencies can keep on going the way they are. They'll have to get something to either back them up, which means baskets of all sorts of uh, commodities, not only silver and gold, but things like uh, copper, oil, you name it, uh, just there to really back up the paper currencies, or else we'll, we could see outright collapse of, like, you know, one currency or uh, maybe even the U.S. dollar. It, 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 it's One problem in this is we are trying to predict the future, and we're looking into a very murky window. It's very hard to see exactly what will happen, but I know that I sleep safer when I have, you know, silver in the vault. It's just an insurance policy against things going horribly, terribly wrong, which could happen. Well, it's like gold in that it has intrinsic value, and the paper money that the government forces us to use by law, by fiat, is uh, is worthless, essentially. There's nothing behind it. It's only confidence, and when the confidence is lost, and it seems to be, uh, the dollar seems to be, uh, uh, confidence is being lost in the dollar globally, uh, it seems almost at an accelerated rate here when we see gold doing what it does, silver doing what it does today. Sean, while we're on the topic of silver, could you give us, uh, maybe just name a couple of your favorite silver companies? Sure. Well, the ones I spoke about in um, a Toronto, for example, I like a Silver Corp a lot. This is a miner listed um, on the Amex and up 
in Canada as well, symbol SVM. That's in one of my portfolios. It has four silver zinc lead mines in China. It has measured and like indicated something like um, nearly 30 million ounces of silver and just tons and tons of like lead and zinc, and it keeps finding more and more all the time. I think that's a great silver company. I mean, when you figure in the the like uh, credits for the uh, base metals, I mean, their cost of silver mining it is actually negative. So oh, wow, that's yeah. just one that um, should have much, much higher to go. I, I like ECU silver down in uh, Mexico. That's listed in Canada, too, of course. And uh, just on the break, we were speaking about Great Panther. That's one that I have been to visit. It's a great little miner, not the lowest cost in the world, but their costs are going down. Mm-hmm. And they have a three-year plan to really expand and stuff. So... I think that uh, while they're not in my portfolio now, I'll certainly be looking at them in the future. And, uh, you know, that's one that I could pick up. Sean, let me ask you, though, getting back to your first selection there, are you not worried a little bit about uh, uh, about China, about the uh, political issues in, in China? You know, people keep bringing these things up, and I think there's no way to tell. <laughs> I mean, yeah. because, uh, for example, up, up like... Just to get back to the a conference you and I were at in Toronto, there was one guy, one guy going on and on and on about how China was doomed and, like, mm-hmm. it's in for the world hurt. And I'm there thinking, yeah. how the heck does he know? Yeah. You know, we don't know. But yeah. I do know this is a company in China with extremely low costs. Even if there's real problems in, in, in there, I think the people in power want to keep that company producing especially if we're headed into a currency crisis. So, yes, there could be real real political risk there, but I think we could see political risk in countries that you wouldn't have imagined political risk in, like, you know, maybe five or ten years ago. Yeah, and, like, uh, maybe, so, like um, maybe Nevada. No, I don't really have a problem with that one. That's the short answer. Yeah, like maybe maybe the United States. Yes, exactly, maybe the United States. This <laughs> well, you have, you know, the states all have their own regulatory regimes, happen, and if, kind of if somebody can. decides they don't want a mine to go into production, and you've invested in that company uh, that's trying to put that mine into production, you can be out of luck. I know. I mean, and that happens in America. A bunch so. of environmentalists marching up, you know, up and down outside your door. That kind of thing can't happen in the U.S., which is very unfortunate. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd like to get back to the gold. Uh, this explosive move in the gold today. Some people are, are suggesting that uh, that there's a maybe a real short squeeze. That some of the big players are being asked to not just roll their silver, their their gold contracts, but actually produce the gold, you know, like when their contracts expire and people want to take delivery of gold. So they're not allowing people to roll over the contracts. In fact, Rob Kirby, who's going to be a guest on my show uh, some time ago, was suggesting uh, this morning that, that, that that's the case, uh, that uh, on September 30th, uh, apparently there was some, some really big big powers that were asking for their, for their gold delivery. Uh, there was a, I think there was a hedge fund back in June, uh, in which uh, somebody decided this hedge fund decided they were going to no longer they were going to sell their ETFs and buy physical gold because they didn't like the ETFs. Uh, you know, people are getting a little bit uneasy. We had China saying that they wanted to take their gold out of London and have it delivered to where, a place they thought was safer, Hong Kong. Hong Kong, yes. You know, do you, you, so it seems to me there's growing apprehension about about paper and any sort of um, derivative product of the metal itself. Yes. Um, now. Have to say that I use like the a GLD for like trades all the time. It's a very mm-hmm. easy way to own gold. I don't sure. think it's a long-term investment, but as a short-term trading vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, it's it works just fine. Yeah. And I understand why people have their concerns about does the GLD hold, hold all the gold that it's set, 
that it says it's hold. And it's very hard for us as individuals to know. I mean, we hear these rumors about some large player demanding the gold delivery and all this stuff, but it never seems to be confirmed. It's extremely frustrating yeah. as an investor to be working in this murky environment. However, I can tell you about the price action of today. The way gold exploded higher at the open, obviously, those are shorts covering. They really got scared about something. Yeah. But also, gold pulled back, you know, during the day just a little bit, and uh, then it um, it moved higher into the close. That's a very bullish move. That's um, that's something that tells me that tomorrow could be a pretty good day. Now, let's just do a little crystal ball gazing, you know, and uh, just try not to get too cracked up, but. If what we're seeing is a serious assault on the U.S. dollar, you can expect that the people in Washington are, put, are just putting their heads to, uh, together to come up with the best story possible to put some faith back into the dollar and yeah. push gold lower because the rise in gold scares the hell out of them. That's why yeah. we see all these stories in the mainstream media about Indeed. why the heck would you want to own gold? It does nothing. It sits there, no dividend, because they hate gold. They hate the fact of actual physical metal working as money. So... We will see what reaction there is from Washington overnight. They will probably come up with, if not overnight, if not maybe tomorrow, at least in the next couple of days, some story to try and reverse the short-term trend. But if they can't do it, then that Christmas rally that I'm looking for is really looking strong. Yeah, well, indeed, and, and we are up at uh, 104090, Sean, is what I'm seeing here right now. Uh, you know, so it is, it is finishing very strong in the day. Well, the, you know, the... The point is that they can tell stories. Washington has been telling stories for decades about gold. They've been bad-mouthing gold forever. But, you know, if the Chinese and the creditor nations, the people that are holding our dollars, don't buy it, and they know what the truth is, that Obama and company and the Federal Reserve are printing money like, like never before. I mean, trillions and trillions of dollars being created out of nothing, thin air pumped in there, out into the global economy. Well, then, you know, I don't think the stories are going to work anymore. Right. Well, now, in fairness, some of that money that they quote-unquote print, you know, that, like, electronic money, actually is eaten up when, like, all these debts are, like, are canceled, that kind of thing. And that's always been their argument, that um, we aren't really inflating because that money vanishes into the black hole. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that they've been really shoveling all this money into banks to prop them up, right? And we still don't know how bad... The banks are yeah. because I mean that whitewash of reporting and, 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 and like all that stuff really didn't clear the air. We don't know how bad their dirty laundry situation is, but the banks they have all this money on their hands. They don't want to loan it to you, me, or else any guy on like Main Street. Yeah. So they're taking this money and they're investing it in the stock market. Mm-hmm. And so this is helping pump up the stock market now, which, again, unhinges the stock market from the underlying reality. This is why we've had this massive run in the stock market since March, because they've been throwing the money at the banks, and the mm-hmm. banks turn around and throw that into the markets. Yeah. And so this is setting up a very dangerous kind of situation. Now, I'm probably the only person you saw up in a Toronto who said the market can move higher in the intermediate term, and I still mean that. It still can go higher from here. Yeah. But the problem is the higher it goes, the more disconnected it gets from the underlying fundamentals of yeah. an economy that is flat on its back, yeah. and that means when the crash finally comes, it could really be quite dramatic. It could be dramatic, and that's what our Dr. Robert McHugh is calling for, something very dramatic. Sean, we're just about out of time here. we have 30 seconds. I just want to ask you this. 
I heard this morning one person on CNBC discussing the prospects of returning to a gold standard, believe it or not. Larry Kudlow was on. I don't remember who the other people were, but they had this discussion as they watched gold rocket higher. And one of the observers said, you know, if we went back and looked at a real gold standard, we'd have to see a price of 8000 or $9,000 to, you know, to be a sufficient amount of gold around to back currencies. Any thoughts on that? I don't think we're going back to an actual physical gold standard. Now, some combination of like gold, silver, copper, some kind of hard asset thing, mm-hmm. that might be possible. Mm-hmm. But I think what is going to have to happen is we will see a new currency issued that is backed by those physical elements. Call it the new dollar. I don't mean the like Amaro or that other kind of real conspiracy stuff you like here on the web, but I think we're going to a currency crisis and that will result in we'll have to have a new currency put out that is backed by actual physical stuff of one sort or another. Um, but that doesn't have to happen next week, doesn't have to happen this year. So it's very hard for me to game. One thing I can see, though, is the trend higher in metals. And so that's an easy game to play. You just yeah. buy the pullbacks. You look like a genius. Yeah. And so I think that's what everyone should pretty much concentrate on now. Well, thank you very much, Sean. We are uh, we are out of time now. I do want to thank you uh, for, for spending your valuable time with us. But I'd like to ask you just one more time if you can tell our listeners where they can learn more about your work again. Where can they? What website can they go to? Sure. It's called Uncommon Wisdom. A daily.com. And you go there, you can see the video that I put up about one of my silver picks today. You can read my column there every Friday. And if you click on the link that says blogs, it'll bring you to my blog where I post every day. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you so much, Sean. Uh, maybe we'll get you back again sometime uh, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, it's been really enjoyable. I wish we had another half hour to talk. I know you could go on for another hour. Or I had a great time, Jay, because you let me talk. Yes, have me back, and I'll talk some more. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye. All the best. Folks, we'll be right back in just a few minutes uh, after the break with, uh, with my good friend Chen Lin for the wrap on this week's show. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Apollo Gold is a gold-producing and exploration company that recently brought the brand-new Black Fox Mine into production. Apollo's 100% owned Black Fox Mine is located in the world-renowned gold-producing district of Timmins, Ontario, Canada. It's expected to produce over 100,000 ounces of gold annually. Apollo Gold also has tremendous potential for additional gold discovery as they continue their current exploration program on their recent new discovery at the Gray Fox property, which is adjacent to the Black Fox Mine, as well as its new land acquisition of Pike River. With gold prices near an all-time high, investors should consider Apollo Gold as an outstanding opportunity to invest in an undervalued junior gold mining company, well positioned to take advantage of a bull gold market. Apollo Gold trades on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol AGT and on the Toronto Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol APG. Visit Apollo's website at www.apollogold.com. Apollo Gold, a golden opportunity for investment. 
As regular listeners to this show know, I am very bullish on gold and especially gold mining stocks. One of my favorite gold mining companies is Metanor Resources, traded Toronto and the Pink Sheets. This is a new gold producer. It is using cash flows from its Barry Mine in Quebec to finance growth of that mine and to put the world-famous Quebec Bachelor Lake Mine back into production. This stock has been recommended by my newsletter because I do believe it holds extraordinary upside price potential with relatively low levels of risk. Visit Metanor's website at metanor.ca or subscribe to my newsletter for more information. For asset security in uncertain times, gold has always been the investment of choice. One of the best ways to profit from gold investing is to buy shares in companies that are exploring and developing gold deposits. Coral Gold is a gold exploration and development company with over 2.3 million drill-indicated ounces of gold. Coral Gold's low market cap allows investors to participate with leverage in a rising gold market. Coral Gold has a long track record of success in Nevada, dating back over 25 years. Visit Coral Gold on the web today at CoralGold.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to the human race. Some kind of love and run. I'll be sliding down. I'll be gliding down. Try not to try too hard. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Sign up for Jay's newsletter, Jay Taylor's Gold, Energy, and Tech Stocks at www.miningstocks.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back uh, to Turning Hard Times and the Good Times. And I've got Roger Wiegan here as well as Chen Lin. I'm just going to ask Roger very quickly, with respect to gold, Roger, can you give us a couple of key technical points uh, that you're looking at here? And where do you see gold going by the end of the year, maybe end of the spring of next year? Okay, the price right now, JND's futures is 1042.50, uh, and that's a small support and resistance. 1050 is the main one. I want to get past there so that we can think that we're on our way, you know, to much higher numbers. Uh, the close today was 1017, and it's now at 1042, so after hours, they're still going higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the two main supports are 1032.50, and we're above that now by $10. And then the main resistance is 1050. If we get above that 1050 number, I think you'll easily see 11 and a half, 12 and a half pretty quickly. I think, in fact, Robert McHugh was saying, I think that 1050 was his key number, and then he's looking for 1335 or something like that ultimately. Yeah, 13 yeah. and a quarter, and I was at 1375, so we're not far apart. Okay, uh, Chen, good to have you with me again. Yes, hi, Jay. Chen, um, you have a silver stock idea that you'd like to tell our listeners uh, you know, we had Sean Broderick was naming some silver stocks, but you have one that's very, very, very interesting. You want to just uh, talk about that for a minute? Yes, hi. Since Sean mentioned silver, I just mentioned silver stock. Actually, I just bought a little bit more this morning on the dip. It's called Alexco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexco is uh, uh, it's basically they have all the mining. You know, they have this uh, called the Kino Hill project. They have the whole mining, historical silver mining district. Mm-hmm. And then their silver cost is about zero. Or negative uh, net of a base metal, which is uh-huh. mainly lead. 
anything. Land actually at price is doing very well and then going to have a deficit in the next few years. Chen, what's the symbol on that? Where does it trade? In Canada? In U.S. it's AXU. In Canada is AXR. What's its price now about? About $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2,
Thank you again for listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now the thing about time is that time isn't really real. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.